Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Emma. And welcome to the All Embracing Podcast. We are two best friends who share the same name and enthusiasm for encouraging other women. We hope our weekly conversations will brighten your day and equip you to lead extraordinary lives. We believe all women have the power to embrace their whole selves. Our mission is to sprinkle truth about all things emotional, physical, and spiritual health. We hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the All Embracing Podcast. This is Emma Denzer. And Emma put us in the same room. Yeah! We're so excited because we're recording together again. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. It's so, so exciting. Good old Minnesota. Yeah. You can't beat her. We're home. I mean, I'm home. I'm still technically We're in school. Emma's campus dorm, so. But we're in Minnesota. That's all I care about. Right. Feels like home, so. Definitely. We got the Christmas tree mm-hmm. up. We're sitting, drinking our tea and cider. Yep. We're ready to go. We can't gonna, complain. Right? We're going to be talking about <laughs> <laughs> some deep life questions that we just Googled. So We thought this would be really fun. We're like, yeah. we kind of want to do something a little bit lighthearted, but we're also going to be obviously sharing our own insight and... Having fun like, with it. Yeah. So. Exactly. Do you want to do highs and lows? Sure. Do you have any My highs that I'm home. Yeah. I just love Minnesota. So if you're not from Minnesota, you need to visit. Mm-hmm. Retweet. Maybe maybe it's just because it's home or something, but there's something about here that feels like Disney World. That's quote of the year right No, there. it's true, though, and I think other people would, like, agree with me. I came home and I, like, forgot about Minnesota Nice, and, like, some lady was in the bathroom of a gas station or something, like, on my way home, and she was like, hi, how are you? Like, I didn't even know this lady. I'm like, dang, no one would ever say that in Chicago, but it's Minnesota, and people are nice. Right. I mean, not that people aren't nice other places, because... And there are exceptions. Yeah, obviously. But But it's just like, hmm. Different vibe. Yeah. I'm just happy to be home. Do you have any lows? Mm, It's going to storm tonight, or blizzard, I Mm -hmm. should say. So, I don't know. I should stop, like, anticipating lows. Maybe it's not going to be a low, but I feel like I do this every week. My low is always something coming up, Mm -hmm. and I need to stop doing that. So a low of the past week, probably the seven-hour drive it took to get home. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. My high is sitting in this room with Emma, and and also being done with class now for break. And then my low is that I broke an entire stack of <laughs> dishes onto my dinner last night and I had to throw away like $7 worth of good food. So mm-hmm. that wasn't ideal, but you know, we're here, we're thriving still. <laughs> it's going to be fine, but it was frustrating in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Should we dive into the questions? We should. These look really fun. How about we alternate? We ask each other. Do you want to start up here? Sure. Yeah, we're going to alternate, and we literally just looked up. It's from the website called Mantelligence. Yeah. Which is ironic, considering (laughs) we are two females. But, you know, we're going to reclaim the title. Yeah. This is something that my family and I do on, like, long car rides. Mm -hmm. We'll, like, look up, like, not necessarily deep questions, but, like, just, like, questions to, like, ask, and then everyone answers, so. Right. Yeah, that's where we're going to start. So, which one do you want to do? You get to pick. Okay, I'm going first. Are we both answering the same question, or are we going to each answer different ones? Let's do different ones. Okay, then we'll cover more questions. So, 
This first and you question is what's something that overwhelms you? And the first thing that came to my mind was the future. And I don't really know why it overwhelms me, but actually I do know why. Mm-hmm. Probably because it's unknown and I don't really do well with unknowns, but I think it overwhelms me because I want my future to be like perfect or I want it to go like how it how I want to plan it, but nothing ever really goes to plan. So that's overwhelming to me, just thinking about everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not so much like my future, like when I'm like 60, but more like Career. figuring out, yeah, figuring out what I want to do as a job and stuff like that. So graduating, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these good, are, Yeah, these hard. are really good. Uh, I'm going to do, what do you take for granted? Um, and I feel like when we do highs and lows and stuff, one of the things that I always say for a low is like feeling stressed with school mm-hmm. or just responsibilities with that. But I take it for granted that not everybody even has the resources to even attend a university or even like college in general. Yeah. So I really do take that for granted and compare myself to like, I don't know, how well other students are doing maybe and like... I'm doing just fine and like things are gonna work out but Mm -hmm. it's easy to get lost in the finicky details of school and stress. I think one of my friends from high school um, she said this a couple weeks ago like only what's the quote and no it was you that said it oh yeah only 6.7 percent of the world's population has a bachelor's degree yeah and so then one of my other friends who goes to the same school as, as Emma does, she heard you say that. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh my gosh, I love that. I'm putting it up in my room. Because, like, she's the same way. She's like, I, mm-hmm. I take it for granted. We all do. So Definitely. It's, like, a huge deal to be able to go to college. So. Mm-hmm. And if you don't just... have the resources right now, you can get there. But yeah. just don't take it for granted yeah. along the way. Exactly. Um... The que- this next question I'm going to answer is how have your priorities changed over time? Um, I think my priorities have shifted in the last couple years from pleasing other people to pleasing myself. Not selfishly, but I think it was unhealthy in the way that I was prioritizing other people's opinions and needs and whatever. We've talked about people pleasing before on previous episodes, but I really feel like I made that a huge priority was to make other people happy, which is good, but then I I was sacrificing my own happiness and my own time and my own time really was the biggest thing. So Mm -hmm. now I've kind of switched my priorities to like caring for myself and doing things for myself. And if, um, if I don't genuinely want to do something or go somewhere or whatever, then I don't. (laughs) And I also have learned to realize that my FOMO is not something I should worry about so much. <laughs> but yeah, they all kind of are intertwined together. But I think my priorities have switched to that of like listening to what I need and what is beneficial for me. So Because mm-hmm. then it in turn lets you serve those around right. better because yeah. you're feeling sound. Instead of getting stuck in that like endless cycle, you're now feeling yourself, then therefore you have energy to overflow to others too. So Right. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going to answer, 
What is the most memorable lesson you learned from your parents? And this is a tough one, cause, but I think I'm going to narrow it down to two. I don't think I can just narrow it down to one. Yeah. But the one that my mom has taught me most is the importance of loving all people. Um, in our house, Like, we don't make assumptions and judgments about people um, based on anything when it comes to gender, race, sexual orientation, just like ethnicity, anything that is part of your background, it like adds to your story. And I didn't realize how, um, like a lot of households don't like teach their children that. So I'm really grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And then my dad taught me like the importance of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause sometimes, uh, I don't know, I was kind of talking about the idea of commuting, from school, and he was just kind of like used that um, decision as a way to teach me like, would you rather give up two hours of studying to commute in a car mm-hmm. every day, or use that on things that are going to propel you toward your career and maybe spend some more money on housing? So mm-hmm. that's something that stuck with me, especially like in the college realm of things, because your time is valuable. Seriously. You deserve to treat it as such, especially with, like, the people you spend it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this question kind of interests me, um, and it's what does your ideal life look like? Because I'm someone who, like, has just put a lot of thought into, like, the more material side of this um, in the past. But I've, I was having a conversation with my dad about this, like, a month ago, and I think the only thing he said was, like, just to, like, have a happy family that he loves or something as simple as that and I was like dang I need to like really rethink my priorities but if we're going the other route I want three boys and a girl (laughs) (laughs) and I would love to live in a house on like an acreage in Minnesota in Minnesota Mm -hmm. what kind of job would you be working um I want to be a dentist do you want to have your own practice yeah but these are all things that I need to stop like worrying about not worrying about but like depending on because I know like God is looking down on me and just laughing right now because I'm sure it's all going to change but at least he can propel you forward into like striving toward a bigger vision for yourself but yeah Yeah. but I just I want a happy family that I want to be a mom and Mm -hmm. stuff so totally I don't know my ideal life we'll see what happens yes (laughs) um these are hard. It's like, I feel like I, I have a lot to say about them, but it's hard to formulate an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm most proud of is... Hmm, I was really proud, like, in my high school kind of stage when I um, achieved the Red Belt like, level of Battle mm-hmm. Royale. That was something that I'd worked really hard for. And I never thought it would be a possibility just with, like, the way that my um, body was kind of crafted, I guess. Like, it's not really meant to have hyperextended knees or pointy feet. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. And then in college, my moment of pride, I guess, um, would be getting into my major because that was such a really, like, long journey filled with a lot of doubt over the last year. And, like, in May of this year, I kind of an inkling of what I wanted to do but really had no idea except for the fact that I wanted to leave science like in this idea of dental that I was came here thinking I wanted to do and I had like a huge switch where I went to the College of Liberal Arts and now I'm 
studying like advertising side of things so it's cool it was cool to get into that major after like the application process and it hit me that whoa like mm-hmm. four or five months ago I had no clue where I was gonna end up and now I have answers yeah but yeah I think I like cried for 45 minutes straight even though I like didn't really have a doubt about getting in because it was like not super competitive right. like it was just that like relief. getting over that hump yeah exactly yeah. Um, this question is kind of interesting for me. It said, if you had to get a tattoo right now, what would it be? <laughs> and the only reason I'm doing this is because I know my mom's listening and she'd have a cow if I ever got a tattoo. But I would get <laughs> only in honor of her. Love you, mom. I hope you're listening still. Um, I would literally get the words tattoo tattooed somewhere. You would? Yeah. <laughs> because that would really make my mom so mad. <laughs> And the only reason I'd ever get a tattoo is to see how she'd react. Like, I don't even want a tattoo at all. so funny. I love how I was expecting something like the cross. I mean, I could go that route, but that's Tattoo. We're getting a tattoo of the word tattoo. Yeah, like off-white kind of vibe, you know? Just buy a rug that says rug or something. (laughs) Or their wet grass rug. Has anyone ever seen that? No, what is it? It's like literally a rug that's green and it says wet grass. That's amazing. I think that's what it says. Something like that. They just, like, name their things that are their things. Like, a t-shirt would say t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, same things yeah. are themselves. Yeah. Like, tattoo just would say tattoo. Maybe I'd put on my forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so much truth to Yeah. I just had to answer that one. That was funny. Ooh. Ooh, I like this one. Okay. Which is more important, what you say or how you say it? And I'm in a leadership class right now. Hello, if any of you all are listening to this, but we talk a lot about like the people who are leaders that either like focus on the content of what's being said, like say in a meeting of like people or like if you're working with a group or something like that, some people are more content oriented and others can see the relationship dynamics from the balcony perspective, so to speak. And so my tendency is to see things like, oh, this person isn't talking, like, let's include them in the dynamic here, or let's, like, shift the perspective of the discussion so that we, like, get other perspectives. So I'm going to go with how you say it for, like, Mm -hmm. the question itself. I would agree. I would agree. Because it's a lot about, like, the things that you can't pinpoint just Mm -hmm. verbally, I guess, in those discussions and those group dynamics that really make or break the success of the team Mm -hmm. or group I think Mm -hmm. yeah that's one thing that that class has really made apparent um this question is what do you think are the five most beautiful things in the world (laughs) and I could take this like a few different routes but I think something that I always notice um this isn't like a landscape or anything, but literally just like when I'm hanging out with my family in my living room with like the Christmas lights on. Mm-hmm. And if like, I always have these, mo- I don't know if anyone else does this, but this happens to me all the time. I have these moments where I feel like I'm removed from the situation. Yep. And I'm just watching it from like an outsider. I definitely And I like, that, that happened. Like I do that all the, t- I don't know if I do that or if that happens to me all the time, but I'm like just taking in what's around me and just noticing things for how they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really beautiful. Just like, like on the pure boat. quality that's next Mm -hmm. family time like (laughs) just like sitting in the living room like lights dimmed I don't know I think it's beautiful in the way that our like relationship is and that could go for like 
any kind of relationship, but just like a good quality time. Um, My second thing is Mackinac Island, Michigan, which I visited this summer for the first time, which was gorgeous. Everyone needs to go. It's amazing. Um, Another thing that I think is so beautiful is like wide open land. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I love that so much. (laughs) Um, Fourth is like a lake. Um, Just being on the boat, like with music and rocking to the waves like that's just gorgeous and the sun sets over the lake oh I just die and the last thing is somewhere I've never been but I really want to go is Banff Canada oh yes girl it looks beautiful from pictures and I really want to go so I have a sample itinerary if you want to go oh okay I'm on our going to Banff yep (laughs) you heard it here first yep seriously so those are like my five most beautiful things I think those are good ones I I like a lot of it like A lot of it made, like, not everyone thinks, like, being on the boat on a lake is gorgeous or whatever. It's not, like, the most breathtaking scenes in the world, but it's, like, usually comes down to, like, who I'm with and what we're doing and, like, mm-hmm. kind of music that's playing or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what makes it the most beautiful, so. Definitely. Yeah, that's so good. I definitely have those moments, too, where it's, like, I close my eyes where it's, like, whoa, yeah. you just gotta, like, take it in you when you're just in the moment. Uh, I'm going to answer what makes you feel most empowered. Uh, I think that this is a huge part of my identity because I get a lot of purpose from encouraging other people, which is also why I'm a part of this podcast, I think. Uh, I feel really called to empower women specifically when it comes to health, which is why I'm a part of Charge. And um, I think that... Sometimes I have to like check myself when it's like, am I pouring too much encouragement out that I don't have enough for myself? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of figuring out that balance of like, I've, I feel like this semester has been really a good time for that. Um, but I've found the balance between empowering mm-hmm. others and myself, but mm-hmm. it keeps me going. That's like the driving yeah. force for propelling into the future because I definitely want to continue that into my post-college life Mm -hmm. I love that um my question is do you believe in true love (laughs) this is very interesting because I am a hopeless romantic at heart really so like I love (laughs) I love love stories and I like love movies and whatever like the notebook or anything like that and I think love is obviously real like I totally think love is real I don't I think the thing that people get twisted with is like soulmates Mm -hmm. I don't really believe that soulmates are a thing which I'll are explain people. Yeah. but like I think you could be compatible and, and live your life or like marry someone with multiple people on, on the earth um, but it really when people get in their mind that like this is my soulmate and like we're meant to be together and we can't ever break up that can like make a unhealthy relationship and mm-hmm. puts a lot of pressure on a relationship when the reality is is that any relationship is hard and like it's not like you're gonna go through life with no difficulties and it it kind of takes away the fact that like relationships are really hard work and it takes a lot of work from both ends Mm -hmm. so like I think when people say like oh it's true love or it's my soulmate yeah that like magic of like being in love is still valid like I think that's very true that that happens but I think it's when it crosses a line where people are staying in a relationship just because they think it's their soulmate. Right. That is where it gets really tough because maybe they don't realize that there are many people in the earth that they, on earth, that 
would be perfectly compatible with them and they would love and they would whatever like I also feel like there's multiple like you can love more than one person in your lifetime whether you end up getting divorced unfortunately or like if your spouse dies or or whatever that may be like you still have an opportunity to love someone else right so I think the fact that that makes me feel so like negative because I do want to believe in like a soulmate and stuff but it it just takes away the reality of it mm-hmm. it's and a like commitment to each other right. and you work at it every day right rather yeah. than like poof soulmates, poof, soulmates it and it's perfect so I guess it's a little bit different than true love I think true love exists if you're saying the love between two people is true and real and stuff like that but I just don't think that you're locked in with one person your right. whole life. If it obviously, if you're married, you should stay with your one person. <laughs> I'm not saying that either, but it's like, it's like they're. I don't know. What I'm saying about soulmates is, I think valid. Right. Like, like and I you're tying it into the true love of Christ. Yes, that's exactly it. That's true love. That's the only true love. I. Th- I also, if we are going that route, I also think humans don't understand what true love is. Like we never will Ooh, understand. Ooh, that's good. So, because like the love that the Lord has for each and every one of us is so different mm-hmm. and so much deeper than we can even comprehend. So like, like maybe we just have like a fragment of that. We tr- know total a fraction. Of it. Yeah, yeah, we literally know a fraction of what true love is and whatever. That's that's my two cents. That was a good one. I liked that question because I love love. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to answer the question, how do you think the world will change in 10 years, 50 oh, and 100? I think we're all going to be underwater <laughs> because climate change. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. That's honestly one of the big concerns that I have about like my Me children's too. lives. Yeah. And like, yeah. I know I want to be a mother, but that like part of our world really scares me right now. Mm-hmm. So... Um, just like keep up to date, like support your yeah. your climate activist groups. Um, just do your part, I guess, um, yeah. because it is more than just us. But I think our world will also change in regards to the fact um, that like the way that we communicate is going to be totally different. Yeah. Like over the course of our lifetime, even in like twenty years, essentially, like so much new technology has come out that like mm-hmm. our parents never had when they were our age. So. The, f- the fact that we can, like, call anybody on a FaceTime mm-hmm. and talk to them face-to-face, even if you're, like, countries away, or, like, miles away, um, is mind-boggling, and over th- that technology is available only after a few decades or mm-hmm. a couple. Um, so I think it'll be interesting how social media changes and, like, yeah. the internet and, and all of that. Um, or even transportation, too. Like, I wonder if we'll be even more connected or if that will divide us. Yeah. And let us stay in our little holes yeah. of t- screen time yeah. on our own. Like, yeah. I don't know which way it could go. I know. I could see it going either way. I don't really know. Right. Those it's are my, my two concerning thoughts. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this question that I found interesting is, if you had the option to know the date and circumstance Ooh. of your death, would you? No, <laughs> I would not want to know. That's a good question. I think it would just scare me, first off. And second, I think it would, like, it would take away from the spontaneity of life, I think. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think that's really something, like, for humans to know. If we're looking at a religious, uh, from a religious perspective, mm-hmm. I think that's... 
like God's choice. I mean, not that it wouldn't be his if I knew, but I just don't want to know. That's the point. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it might like, and also if you don't know, it kind of challenges you to live. Yeah. Make the most of your time right. rather than just saying like, for example. Oh, I'll do it later. A paper deadline. If right. we know the deadline's approaching, we're going to lo- work a lot harder and productively yeah. and like efficiently yeah. at the sooner it comes. Uh-huh. But, like, if we knew that deadline for our lives, would we do the same thing? I know. Yeah, that's scary. Very. I don't want to know. <laughs> Hashtag deep thoughts. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to answer, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Um, I guess, like, I don't, I don't dislike the way I look, but the things I appreciate most about myself are not appearance-based. Um, I love my ability to like make people feel welcome in a space and like reaffirm their like like the valid the validity of their ideas mm-hmm. and like the things they have to say because I want to make people feel heard and not just that I'm like listening with the intent to respond right away like mm-hmm. I want to actually know their story and that's something that my mom does a really good yeah. job of doing and I like sometimes can like talk more than I listen so that's something that I like really have been intentional about lately Mm -hmm. um but yeah just trying to make people feel really welcome when Mm -hmm. I'm with them what's your greatest accomplishment so far honestly I think mine would be running half marathon yes (laughs) mostly because I was never a runner before so it was just like straight like a 180 flip so I'm just proud of myself for like not giving up because that's one trait I don't like about myself is that I kind of give up easily when I'm not, like, when I don't get to the point as fast or as easily as I think. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that I, like, pushed through and did it totally. surprises me, honestly. Yeah. So I'm proud of that. Uh, how would your perfect partner treat you? Ooh. Ooh. Um, one thing that I think I really value, like, just thinking forward into the future with this... <laughs> considering I've never been in a relationship, um, I really want the person that I'm with to um, have their own, like, life path and, like, high goals and dreams for themselves um, because I don't really find it attractive when somebody looks to a person as their Mm -hmm. other half or, like, necessary to get to where they want to go. It's more just, like... A partnership where you both know Support that you are other. successful and whole on your own. Yeah. But, like, the fact that you still choose to walk together means more than yeah. if you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's a part of me where it's, like, yes, I think it's really sweet, like, to see, um, like, the chivalry stuff and, like, be nurtured as the girl. But also, I want to be, like seen as an equal yeah in the relationship I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at that's what I see mm-hmm. in the future for myself and my partner and so somebody that wants children yes <laughs> so if you're needy don't talk to Emma right we don't <laughs> like a, we no. don't want no needy no needy <laughs> no I, I think like that's a really good point because I can't imagine dating someone who like can't function on their own right like, that'd be so annoying and like oh trust is a big thing too yeah. I'm not a person that like needs to know everything that's happening in your life like obviously I want to know what important things are happening throughout your day but like if you I don't need to know like exactly what you ate for lunch or right like the or where you things. are like every minute of right the day. like if you don't have trust like what's the point of having yeah. a relationship so yeah I have friends who 
will be texting their significant other like 24 7 they know exactly what they're doing even from like states away and it's like that sounds so exhausting right I can't text Alex enough like right it just takes too much work and there's that foundation of trust that like I don't need to know what he's doing all the time Mm -hmm. because like first of all I don't really care that much Exactly. Like, and I don't care about the little things. Like, right. I really do not care. So. And if there's so much time being spent, like, communicating the yeah, little things, yeah. like, how are you supposed to achieve the goals right. for each of your lives individually, right. too? Yeah. Like, school, for example. It takes up so much time. Right. And, like, staying up late. There's some people I yeah. know that will, like, stay up till 3 in the morning talking to a significant other on the phone and yeah. whatnot. And, like, boundaries are important. Yeah. Care for your needs first. Yeah. And they should respect that. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's just stuff that I've picked up from watching friends kind of go through relationships and me supporting them through that so I feel like I've kind of adopted some of the traits that they've learned throughout it yeah um what's something you enjoy doing that you never get tired of the first thing that came to my mind was eating chipotle yeah like somehow I could have chipotle every like I have it multiple times a week and I have for years that I don't understand how I haven't gotten sick of it Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's ever said, oh, let's go to... Like, I've never been sick of Chipotle. Like, I have never turned it down. Let's go. I think I have a free chips and guac. It's on the other side of campus, but we can... <laughs> There's a bus. I have a car. <gasps> right! Ooh. We might... <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Back to the questions. <laughs> uh, these are hard. Okay. These are hard. Uh, like, they're so specific, too. Like, so uh-huh. I just don't think that I have a specific example. Uh-huh. Ooh! How do you recharge? I'm going to do this because my charge girls um, are going to be represented through this. Uh, but working out is what, how I really recharge and having, like, time alone um, to do, like, gratitude journaling or just, like, reading for enjoyment um, is really powerful, I think. And, like, having a night in. I didn't mm-hmm. used to really prioritize that and, like, I get really sad when my day starts out that, or like if I were to sleep in on the weekend and not really do anything except for mm-hmm. lying around and being lazy. But when it's like intentional time, I really like yeah. appreciate it because I know that it's productive in a way that's like connecting me closer to God and with mm-hmm. myself. Um, but yeah, without that, I kind of feel like a mess. Like this morning, I yeah. didn't have my gratitude and reading time. I kind of feel like I'm trying to catch up with the day still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the feeling. Right? Um, what's something that you're embarrassed you're so good at? <laughs> also, something that just popped right into my mind was <laughs> identifying car makes and models and their years. Really? I It's so, like, I, I love I never it. knew that about you. <laughs> I don't know. It's ever, since, ever since I was little, like, my dad and I are both so into cars. It's so weird. Never. I'm not that. like in. I don't. I shouldn't say I'm like into cars. Like I don't go to car shows or anything. But I just know like the makes and the model. Like I know all different kinds of cars. How? I don't know though? how. Like my dad and I just like when I was younger, like we'd be driving around and we always like name cars. That's wild. It's so weird. I don't know if that's something that like I'm so good at, but it's like it's just like kind of embarrassing. That's the first thing that just popped into my mind. Mhm. I don't know. Like, that's a Subaru Outback that's sitting out there. <laughs> that's How? about 2014. Yeah. I can't even identify it when I can read the little letters on the back of it. <laughs> I'm like... I don't know. I just, like... I think cars are interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's a Camry. Silver. 2006. Look at that. 
I'm just coming in with all this, all this I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, another question is, what... Oh, they misspelled. What is one responsibility that you most wish you didn't have? Um, probably having to... Vacuum. I was going to say, like, budget. Because, <laughs> like, yes, it's a responsible thing, and I do it. But how nice would it be to not have to yeah. worry about money? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get to that point eventually. Actually, I no, because the more money you have, you also the greater the responsibility. Yeah. But that's a hard thing when mm-hmm. you're in school. But, like, I guess on, like, a day-to-day aspect, I really don't like having to, like... Actually, I kind of like doing chores. I was going to start listening. I do, too. Like, like I kind of like cleaning up my apartment. Right. It's kind of like I always just keep it nice and clean. I guess washing sheets... And, like, oh. having to remake a bed every yeah. once in a while, Ugh. that's not ideal. But everything else is I fine. Agree. Um, oh, these are hard. I know, right? We're only halfway through the page. Yeah. <laughs> we have options. Um, these are questions to ask a guy. One of these is what happened in the last dream, you remember? And I woke up this morning, like, remembering my dream, and now I don't remember it. So, what does honor mean to you? This is hard, because it can be taken so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, part of me wants to say, like, honor somebody who's at a... Like, honor your father and mother kind of thing. Like, someone who's not higher up than you, but... Um, that's kind of like the first thing that comes to my mind but also I think everybody deserves to be honored mm-hmm. like not just somebody that is a, a public figure or whatever right um I don't know and then part of me like also you think about like nobility like someone did something noble and they should be honored I mean I guess like people who fight in wars like they should obviously be honored Mm-hmm. But I also think everybody does things throughout the day or throughout their life that should be honored. Mm-hmm. Like the little... Like, everyone contributes something very important, so... Mm-hmm. And what did it say? How should it be... Sh- oh, no, how did... What does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um... Hmm. That's, That's something I don't think about that much. Honor. It's a good... It's a good word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I took honors classes in high school. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I did take honors classes. <laughs> so I should be honored is what I'm saying. Yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone does honorable things. I like that. That was good. That's what it means to me. Um, when was the last time you really pushed yourself to your physical limits? This morning. Oh, that's your question. That's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mostly because I tried to run and I haven't run in like weeks so i was gonna say i hadn't run for a couple weeks but i ran my first 5k on friday and my body hurt (laughs) so bad on saturday and i i didn't finish first that's not what i expected but i like and i was like okay we're gonna do it in 45 minutes like i'm a very slow runner but i don't stop running when like i start that was my goal is i wasn't gonna walk and I didn't walk, and I actually finished in, like, 32 minutes. So it was cool to kind of push my limits that way mm-hmm. and, like, prove to myself that I could do it in a reasonable yeah. amount of time. 
but yeah, that was hard because my body just like hurt, but it also proved that I could do difficult things. Yeah. Gotta gear up for the triathlon in yeah. February. Ooh, these are hard. Mm-hmm. When in your life have you been humbled? When I moved to Chicago. Mm. And I think that... I don't know if humbled is quite the right word. I guess, yeah, if it's... I guess it's just because moving from an affluent suburb to the middle of a city, you see a lot of different things. And I think it's been probably the most valuable experience of my life. And it's extremely humbling realizing that there are so many people in one city that all have different way of life and they do different things on a day-to-day basis and they all come from different places and not everyone is the same and no one believes the same and not everyone makes or not everyone's dad makes the money and mm-hmm. it, it's just like where where we grew up it we were privileged and mm-hmm. that's absolutely we were privileged so um it, it was humbling to just see a new way of life mm-hmm and living in a dorm apartment will definitely humble you. Yep. <laughs> okay. My response to this next question ties hand in hand with that. But Yes, this is good. What's the one thing that should be taught in school that isn't? And I think my leadership class has kind of revealed to me that idea of privilege and mm-hmm. um, how that impacts, like, um, opportunities that are handed your way, whether that be, like, it's not in your control if you represent a privileged identity that's something that society has like deemed privileged Uh Um, but I think having discussions and being aware of how that actually plays into finding like safe housing like getting the food you need to survive getting jobs like all of that is totally tied in and it's things we would never even think about Mm -hmm. but because of the color of our skin even just as simple as that we are extremely privileged and Mm -hmm. That's something I, I don't even think I realized until I moved to Chicago. Right. And that's the thing is it's not, like, the person who's in the marginalized community's responsibility no. to inform the ignorant. Mm-mm. So even though we're not aware of it as whether you're looking through the eyes of race or, like, sexual orientation or just, like, any of these lenses of identity, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility as, like, somebody with a privileged identity to seek out information on like how you can best level the playing field and represent like or kind of like share the power I guess because obviously we can't all change society but how can we make the opportunities available to people of privileged identities Mm -hmm. available to all and it's also interesting because as people we have a lot of different identities that make up who we are and so like for example I am a female that is like a marginalized identity compared to a male in the workplace especially mm-hmm. but then I'm white so mm-hmm. that's a very privileged like lens of my identity mm-hmm. um like I'm Christian that's not a group that's really like seen in a negative light in America so that's privileged as well mm-hmm. like I'm not like threatened because of my religion and yeah. just why I am so it just and socioeconomic status like I don't have to worry about food on my table so there's just a lot of like things that I wish they taught before you got to college and even some college students don't take classes that talk about it no um but it's a really important thing I Mm -hmm. think so another thing I was gonna say about this topic it reminded me we watched 
um, a little video that's on YouTube in one of my classes about this, and it it's a spoken word poetry by mm-hmm. a, a group called Get Lit that's in Los Angeles. If you Google, like, Get Lit on Queen Latifah, it was her old show that was on a few years ago, and it literally is about things that aren't taught in school that should be, and a lot of it comes down to race, socioeconomic status, privilege, all these things that, like, are so important to teach kids that just aren't, especially in a mono, a majority monoethnic community. So I don't know. It's just something cool that I. It was a really good performance by these girls in the in the group too. So pretty cool. That's something to think about. Mhm. Mhm. Um. What is the most unsettling fact that you can think of? I think it's your one about college. Or bachelor's degree. What was it again? Like six point seven percent of people have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, globally. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's higher in America. So, like, if you look at those stats, it, like some people don't see it as like impactful as the world scope, right. but it also reminds you of like the privilege of living here. Too. Yeah, it's another privilege. Right. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Oh, this is good. Do you think artificial intelligence will end up benefiting, harming, or destroying humanity? And, okay. <laughs> I think as somebody that, like, is trying to get into more of this space, um, it can have its benefits when, like, ethics is still like considered mm-hmm. throughout that's the hard part is like there <laughs> isn't a really, line. right there isn't a guidebook <laughs> no. to how far we go but i also think it's something that's really empowering to test like how far can the human mind like go to invent yeah. new things i think it is more like an exciting it like, is pretty exciting like curious yeah. thing because yeah. i like always wonder like how far can we explore how far can we create i don't know if it'll ever destroy humanity but it can have it its can, harm, yeah. harmful side effects, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, it's not created with the intent, with malicious intent right out of the get-go, but it definitely will shift how we live our lives in a way that is going to change everything, and it's not all going to be positive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what makes you most uncomfortable? Conflict. I mean, I were just talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know why conflict makes me so uncomfortable, but usually it's because knowing... Like, I don't like making other people upset, of course. That really <laughs> pains me. And I just get so uncomfortable, like, when I have to say how I feel. So... Is it, like, the uncomfortable nature of... Or, no. Is it the... How do I phrase this? Like, literally speaking to somebody. Yeah, or is it the growth that will come from getting past the hurdle? I think both. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the only thing. That's like, how we I can think grow. What, I think what stumps me up more is just like having to stand face to face with someone mm-hmm. and explain why I'm upset and realize that they are upset and like how to know. move forward. I don't from feel it. that way with people who. It's more with people that I'm not as close with. Okay. So like with my parents, oh, I could have so much conflict with them, and I wouldn't feel as uncomfortable. Obviously, I don't feel good, but like. You can I, work I through can, it. I can stand up to my parents. I think it's people like I'm close with also fine knowing that like, yeah, they'll still be my friend through this conflict. Like, But I have to constantly remind myself of that. Um, but it's people who I'm like not as close with. 
that's what really bugs me because then I'm like, oh, what are they going to think about me or what are they're going to hate me, blah, blah, blah. That's more what I think about. Mm-hmm. More like the personal, like, yeah. internalization of it rather than yeah, just, like, I the issue itself. Yeah. I internalize it way more than I should. Gotcha. Uh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At Do what you... point in your life were you most happy? Right. Well, what if it's now? Or what if it's in the I future? I'm a nostalgic person, so I think looking back and be like, oh, my childhood was so happy, but also I'm so happy now. Like, mm-hmm. I think it just changes, like, Definitely. different kinds of happiness. Mm-hmm. So. And we were even talking about the other day, like, going back and watching Hannah Montana episodes. Right? It's a lot different. Like, you remember the feeling of being super excited yes. to watch these episodes when you were younger? Disney Plus made me realize this. Like, yeah. my childhood. Yeah. But now watching it from, like, a place that's like not as innocent yeah it's, it's so different but it, it yeah. brings back like so many memories right like last night i watched hannah montana movie and then i watched high school musical with my parents <laughs> yeah two of my favorite movies of all time and it literally like i was crying watching it because like it's just first of all it's bizarre how fast time goes right and second of all like the memories that come along with it are just so nostalgic honestly <laughs> i don't know um do you want to be a parent someday? Yes. This one, obviously, yes. I talk about this a lot. Um, two to four children, somewhere in there, maybe mm-hmm. three. Actually, that's in the range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two to four. <laughs> but I don't know. I love nannying my cousins this summer. I love children just in general. Mm-hmm. But also, I think about, too, once you like have that child... There's not, like, a time in your life where you're going to go back to being no. just you. Right. So. You'll always be, someone will be depending on you your whole right. life. Right. But, like, I think I just need to figure out how can I pave my own personal path before the kids yeah. are in the picture, too, and, like, maintain that. Yeah. Because they're, they're in your nest for a long time, but, like, you once they gra- like yeah. graduate and are they're a full-blown adult, like, are they going to look at you and see, oh, well, like, my mom built her life around me uh-huh. or like is she doing something else in the world too no yeah i agree so I want like as kids. bad as it sounds like obviously your kids are your kids and you love them and they depend on you and they're your life but also you are your own person and mm-hmm. you deserve to have your own career and your own mm-hmm. if that's something you wish right because um, a stay-at-home mom is so valid and oh, the yeah. hardest work in the world yeah but, it, but if like, that's not something you truly want to do if you want to have right. your own career that is okay and like being a mother is also like a part of your identity too it shouldn't be all of it kind of like how we talked about like a few minutes ago but somebody phrased it to me that way and it was like you're right like it is it's a huge part of like identity but it's not everything and so it's important to keep that perspective yeah and same with relationships too it's it's not everything even though it's a huge part of your experience right Um, is it worse to fail or never try at all? Mm. I think as much as I'm the person who would be like never try at all as because I'm scared to fail, I think it's worse to never try mm-hmm. because failure teaches you things and right. you grow from that. So. Yes, I agree. The perspective I have on that too. Yeah. Ooh, what is this one? Is it possible to be too creative to the point of insanity? Um, 
Honestly, I don't think so. My mind kind of goes all over the place and like stuff that I want to create in the future. Um, is there a point where it gets too far? My question back to the question is how do you gauge when yeah. it's too far? Yeah. I don't know. I think that like if you put a cap on it and I say, I wonder oh, if they mean like people who are like not even in contact with the real world right. anymore. I don't know though. But then it's also like maybe that's where the most creative, like right, is that creative yeah. ideas stem from? Right. Like some of those like super famous painters, yeah, who from, are insane, yeah, but like they, they make beautiful things, right? Yeah, I don't so know. So there's beauty even when it is to that point. Our answer is there's beauty and insanity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Ooh>. Whoops. <laughs> and this is the part where everybody clicks off. <laughs> <laughs> Is it immoral to do something wrong if nobody ever finds out? Yes. We talk about this in leadership. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I think it's like one of those things where like, if you stole a cookie from the cookie jar, but your mom never saw, never got in trouble, it's still wrong. Mm -hmm. Or like if a tree falls in the middle of the forest, but there's no one to hear it, did it fall? Oh. (laughs) This hurts. Epic. (laughs) Not even ethics, it's just life, I guess. This one's the philosophical. Yeah, philosophy, that's the word I was looking for. Um, Oh, this is intense. What do we need most in this world? I would argue relationships. Human connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Besides food and water, but. Is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all? See, this is what I. I literally contemplate this in the shower sometimes (laughs) because it's like. Yeah, I've never, and I'm taking this from more like the romantic love approach. Mm-hmm. Like as a person that's never been in a relationship or anything remotely close to it, it's like not my own fault that like right. I didn't go out and like try and make a connection earlier. But also, I worry that it is better to have loved and lost mm-hmm. than to not loved at all. Have loved at all, but I also think that it takes different shapes it and does. like love for family and friends and like ambitions and projects Mm -hmm. that you're working on and stuff but in those cases I have loved and lost yeah because there's been like struggle or failed ideas or lost friendships that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm gonna say it's better to love and lose but from a different lens than you would I would say the same thing um I would take it more of a romantic side just because I think the times that you're like in love are like when you're most alive and that can be like love where you feel most alive, I should say. Um, that can be love of like family members, friendships, relate like romantic relationships, anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Gotta yeah. love it. Let's see, existential questions. <laughs> okay, we'll do like two more. Yeah. Oh, what is the difference between living and and existing? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. I would say living is where the meaning comes into existing. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I agree. I don't know. Do we have a greater purpose? Yes. Yes. These are really hard to articulate because I can think about them in my brain, but then when I try to explain them out, it sounds like frivolous and funny. Mm-hmm. I like this one. As a human, are you an outside observer of the universe or are you a piece of the universe observing itself? Oh. Oh. I think you're. how you define universe. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's more of like a piece of the universe because mm-hmm. I, otherwise it's kind of like seeing us as the 
sun or like the higher mm-hmm. being that like looks at the universe we're not a part of it right when in reality we're like a very small piece of it mm-hmm. there was there's a, a museum on our campus that has a like planetarium i think or no no no, no. what's it called Maybe it is. I don't know. They have some sort of show where you look at all the stars and, like, the... You look at the planets at the exact time that you're, like, sitting in the theater. Oh, yeah. I know what you... I don't know what the name of it is. I forgot what I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, they, like, show you how small we are in relationship to, like, the galaxy and stuff. And it's, like... It's mind-blowing. We are so tiny. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, it's hard for me to think that, like, I'm an outsider of the universe after experiencing that show. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, even as perceiving it through, like, the lens of Christianity is it's, like, we're not everything. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't know. Sure, we can make a big difference in it if we, like, choose to do so with mm-hmm. higher power and tapping into that greater purpose. But I don't think that we're an outsider of the universe because of that. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thanks. These are fun. That was a deep ending. Yeah, we really, we went from like zero to 100 on those, but they were fun. I liked this idea, so. Yes. Just gave you guys some insight about what goes through our brains. Our shower thoughts. Yep. This is what I lay in bed thinking about. Exactly. At night, so. So Just a fun little topic. Exactly. we could do, so. We're going to yeah. wrap it up so Emma can get home safely yeah. with our snowstorm. About My to. parking meter is going to expire. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening yeah. to this episode of All Embracing. We're so happy to be sitting and recording again. And we hope that you'll check out our Instagram and tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks word. for listening.